Chapter 19. Practical Tips for Conversation Not all Christian fellowship is about talking, but a lot of it is. Malachi wrote that those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. Malachi 3.16 God intended for a good portion of this connection we share to be a verbal one. But that's easier said than done for some people. Conversation can be challenging and intimidating. It's not always easy to know what to say and when to say it. In this section, we'll take a look at some practical tips you can employ in your fellowship with others. Ask questions and listen to the answers. Do you want to help someone else feel comfortable and engaged in a conversation? Ask questions. Questions tell others that we're interested in hearing what they have to say. Questions are invitations to share thoughts, opinions, knowledge, and perspective. Questions let people know that their involvement in a conversation is valued and respected. One of the easiest ways to make sure we're asking good, engaging questions is to avoid asking questions that can be answered with a yes or a no. Ask too many of these questions and the conversation will begin to stall out. The best questions are ones that invite others to share more than one-word answers. If you ask, did you have a good week or how was your week, you might get nothing more than yes or good. But if you ask, what projects have you been working on this week? Or what was one of your favorite moments from this week? You're almost guaranteed an interesting response. In those responses, you'll find even more questions worth asking. You might get insight into a hobby or an interesting story to ask about. You might get a glimpse of a trial or an ongoing situation you can help with or offer to pray about. Ask other people how they're doing. Ask what they've been up to lately. Ask what they've been studying. Ask them if there are any special events they're looking forward to in the near future. If you're already aware of their interests, goals, and struggles, ask about those. The more questions we ask, the more insight we'll get into the lives of our brothers and sisters in the faith. Deeper insight helps us ask better questions, yielding more meaningful conversations, and ultimately, more meaningful fellowship. Now, sometimes, no matter how hard you try, some people just won't give you anything to work with in their answers. That's not your fault. There are a lot of reasons someone might not feel like talking. If that's the case, there's nothing wrong with gracefully making your exit and trying again another day. Share your thoughts. A conversation has to be more than one person asking questions and another person answering. Otherwise, it's not too terribly different from a job interview, or worse, an interrogation. Conversation requires give and take, an ebb and flow. We ask about others, we share about ourselves. We might believe that we're not interesting enough to stand under conversation spotlight, but we have to be willing to try. Otherwise, the conversation is guaranteed to feel stilted and one-sided. Sometimes we'll share in response to someone else's questions. Sometimes we'll share in response to what someone else shared. A common thread ties two stories together. One anecdote rhymes with another. One lesson leads into the next. You probably shouldn't share your life story at every opportunity, but it doesn't help to be stingy with your contributions either. Give more than the bare minimum. Add in color to highlight the parts you find interesting. Build something with your words that can serve as a platform for the thoughts and stories of others. Even if you get asked a question with a one-word answer, try finding a way to add a little extra into your answer. If someone asks you how your week went, don't just say, good. Try, it was good, especially Thursday, when... Give others interesting threads they can choose to follow up on with additional questions. If they don't, that's okay too. Don't apologize for having something to say. The people talking with you expect you to share. It's not a burden they have to bear, it's the interaction they're looking for. 
Sharing your thoughts is one valuable half of the conversation process. Be careful about oversharing. Of course, learning to share our thoughts, feelings, and stories comes with the risk of oversharing. Oversharing is a tricky thing to measure because it's a moving goalpost. The kind of content that might be considered oversharing depends on the number of people in a conversation, how well those people know each other, the location or where the conversation is taking place, the intimacy of the thought or story being shared, and how comfortable the people involved feel about discussing the subject matter. In other words, it's probably not a good idea to share intense stories about past trauma with someone you've just met for the first time. That kind of fellowship can be intensely uncomfortable for someone who isn't expecting it. Granted, that's an extreme example, but oversharing can also happen if we unload a week's worth of misfortunes and grievances on a set of unsuspecting ears. It can also happen if we choose to share strong thoughts and opinions on a subject people tend to be divided about. And, of course, the Bible wisely tells us to avoid gossip. That doesn't mean we're not allowed to talk about the big important events in our lives or discuss topics that we deeply care about. But to avoid oversharing, we should proceed cautiously. Don't dump everything all at once. Make sure there's a strong relationship in place before wading into a subject that might be difficult for others to handle. Unless you're speaking with a close friend who encourages you to share whatever you want whenever you want, it's always a good idea to test the waters. If you tell someone it's been a nightmare of a week and he or she doesn't ask you to elaborate, well, it might be the wrong time, the wrong place, or even the wrong person. If you're in the middle of a story, it might help to stop and ask, I'm sorry, is this too much information? Share just a little at a time and evaluate the feedback you receive as you share. By proceeding cautiously, we can avoid some of the bigger pitfalls of accidentally oversharing. Reach out to those on their own. In any social situation of reasonable size, like church services for instance, there will be those who have an easy time striking up a conversation and those who have a hard time striking up a conversation. Whichever group you fall into, one of the most helpful things you can do is to keep an eye out for people who seem to be having a hard time mingling. There are any number of reasons why people might keep to themselves in a social setting. They might be introverts who just need to take a few minutes by themselves. Or they might just be shy and a little overwhelmed by the idea of trying to start a conversation with someone else. They might be new. They might be visitors who feel out of place. They might be a hundred different things. The point is, you won't know until you go over and find out. This is something anyone can do. You don't have to be the most social person in the room. You just have to be someone who cares about others. Ask how they're doing. If you don't know them, introduce yourself and ask their names. Ask something, anything, to get them talking, and go from there. If you get the feeling that they'd like to be alone, that's fine. Wrap up the conversation and give them their space. But chances are good they'd like to be talking to someone. There's just some obstacle in their way. By going over and initiating the conversation. By going over and initiating the conversation yourself, you take the first steps in helping them dismantle that obstacle. Create opportunities to encourage, support, and praise. As Christians, we are to pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Romans 14 verse 19. This idea of edifying one another, of building up, supporting, praising, strengthening, and encouraging one another is a central tenet of what it means to be part of God's church. But edification doesn't usually happen by accident. We don't accidentally encourage each other. We don't accidentally build each other up. 
We don't accidentally praise each other. The book of Hebrews says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, 24-25 We must intentionally consider how to stir each other up to love and good works. And just as importantly, we can only really do this if we are obeying God's command to meet together on His Sabbath days, the assembling of ourselves together. It's hard to encourage people we don't know. It's hard to show support for people we've never taken the time to meet. Every week, we're called by God to assemble together and spend time getting to know our brethren, to put in the effort to build the relationships that will enable us to stir up one another to love and good works. Sometimes, God will hand us an obvious opportunity to do that, but more often than not, He expects us to create those opportunities through our own efforts. The Bible says that a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver, Proverbs 25:11, and that a word spoken in due season, how good it is, Proverbs 15:23. If we want to get better at offering each other words that are fitly spoken in due season, if we want to know how to say the right things at the right time, we have to build those relationships. We have to take the time to learn and truly understand the needs of others and not just what we would want if we were in their shoes. We have to be familiar with the trials and victories that our brethren are experiencing. These relationships are built week after week, year after year, decade after decade. There is no shortcut. Only through our continued efforts to build relationships with God's people can we hope to find the opportunity to stir each other up the way God intended. It won't happen by accident. We cannot afford to forsake the assembling of ourselves.